Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to do- join the discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 777 SWAT, or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. Today's Friday. I'm not usually in on Fridays, and Doug is not in uh, today, but I am joined with uh, in the studio by my dad. Anthony Johnson, so uh, he's been on the program a few times, and happy to have him back in today. Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing well, Taylor. <laughs> How's it uh, feel for me to call this? Anthony? Yeah, yeah. It's, a little strange, uh, right? It, it, it's one of those mixes, right? Um, what you will experience soon, especially being a new pops. Yeah. Um, but that mix of that's my my child. And yet that's also, in a unique way, um, my friend as well. (laughs) Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I feel like you're my friend too, my uh, confidant, my counselor in a lot of ways. But uh, we haven't talked, uh, I mean, except for in text, really since uh, the election. And uh, what's your feeling, not really about uh, the election per se, but, you know, the the direction of the country and kind of where we're headed. I mean, this is pretty unprecedented. Don't know what happened there. Uh, excuse me. Pretty unprecedented as far as how long it's taken to call the election. You got any thoughts or? Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I'm probably like most people. I have some thoughts and and feelings, and um, a lot of them still feel like they're up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, uh, the election is, I think, still officially up in the air. But then, who knows? So it's yeah, just, right. It's just this uncertainty, um, and it really mirrors pretty well for me um my whole feeling of 2020 so far Mm, yeah yeah it's been uh a a wild year um and then i i I don't really remember 2000 but is this different or the same as 2000 at all well it's definitely different for me uh one because i i probably wasn't as tuned in in some ways uh to what was going on um but but there definitely was not the content and uh back and forth and all that ahead of the election that i recall uh at that time and and um so it it certainly for me at the time felt like uh once the kind of election was called um that was kind of it and if i remember correctly um uh, candidate gore kind of you know he accepted it right away and then then things came up so yeah um so yeah it it feels a lot different to me Mm. With that, are you uh, worried in any way about the 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 country where we're headed? If we're going to be able to come together or anything like that? Um, yeah, but I, I don't know if it's um, I, I don't know if it's uh, strictly because of the election and mm-hmm. and even how things have gone prior to that. Just kind of like a symptom. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to say that. Um, you know, and, and that, that fits a lot with, with what I'm doing in regards to some of the things that we experience in our um, in our behaviors and in, in our attitudes and so on. And sometimes we feel like those are the problem and we, we mm-hmm. go to address the problem. But um, 
you know, hopefully we'll have some perspective that'll help us see that, yeah, like you said, no, no, those are symptoms and and all this uh verbiage and hate and back and forth that's so uh so obvious is symptomatic of what's really going on. Yeah, and I guess we should uh, explain what you mean by what you're doing. Uh, hmm. uh, my dad was an NFL football player, then he was a chaplain for the Jaguars, and he is now a uh, certified counselor, um, and he is has his own uh, counseling agency. Agency, is that what you Practice. Practice, yeah. 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 It's uh, Acacia Counseling, and if uh, you um, or anyone you know think you could use his services, his a- uh, web address is www.acaciagrowthcounseling.com. That's www. Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, growthcounseling.com. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting that you uh, bring that into your analysis. Do you feel like uh, your training has really changed your thinking? You know, the schooling that you went through uh, for counseling, has that changed your outlook really on life in general? Yeah, it really has. Um, it and it, um, I appreciate how you said that. Uh, it definitely has changed my internal perspective mm-hmm. um, and my ter- internal experience, not only of myself, but of uh, the world and, and most importantly, the people around me like yourself mm-hmm. and the rest of my loved ones. Um, but, it, but it's also had a huge impact uh, in how I'm seeing, uh, you know, aspects of the world like, uh, political issues like uh, the country issues, um, it it really has um, augmented mm. and broadened, um, you know, my experience uh, and, and my insight. I think uh, looking into them. So, not to put you on the spot, but what would you say if if you could think of one in particular thing that's really been impactful in your training and your uh, learning that has informed how you view things? What, what would you say that is like that's really kind of change the way that you uh see like the country like you're talking about yeah i, I think it's um it began because i believe everything um in regards to um our our personal experience uh begins inside out and uh, i think if most of us would understand that uh based on uh, the judeo-christian uh, approach and how mm-hmm. god has laid out things that you know his his focus and his issue is the heart and and so a lot of the training that I received through the Townsend Institute, um, uh, you know, John Townsend, Henry Cloud, guys kind of put together this approach, um, begins with step one, which is what's called attachment. And that attachment is really looking at those issues within uh, a person, or in this case, my individual heart, and how that has, has connected with... Um, others outside ideally first my mom and dad um and so to just to be able to first identify those and then kind of assess them and then work to um to i guess facilitate or correct even mm. uh deficits in that capacity so that in working on those things with myself Oh, man, a lot of things uh, through a lot of tears mm. have uh, highlighted some things. But in the end, led to growth. Mm. So you're talking about, like, that's attachment theory? Is that what that's called, right? Yes, attachment theory is, is part of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what would you say the country's attachments that are off? Is there something that's off right now in the in the way that we're attaching as individuals in our, I guess, how we see the country or the way the country as a whole is attaching 
to certain ideologies or thoughts that's troublesome or oh yeah that's wrong? a that's a great uh great uh question and uh insight on on your part uh which could uh, <laughs> we could be talking about that for <laughs> a long time and so many different perspectives in that and that's one of the things that is getting so uh so amazing to me is the the depth and the complexity of the human heart mm. and this aspect of attachment and um but but to put it succinctly, in my perspective, you know, we said uh, back in the 60s, I believe you're a historian, you'll know better than me, um, you know, that God was dead, mm. right? And in some ways, we detached ourselves from, from a, I'm talking about from a, a national standpoint or a country standpoint, um, we, we uh, uh, explicitly detached ourselves from a dependence on God in those realms and um, boy, you, you know, the one thing about the human heart, it's kind of like a, a vac, uh, it's kind of like the world, it abhors a vacuum, like it wants to feel something, and we're going to attach to something or someone, and, and it really seems like uh, we've attached, um, and, and I believe this seems like this is the case uh, in, in Christian circles as much as anywhere else, but we've been attached to uh, the highest, quote, man-made ideal, and when that's kind of been government. So we find our sustenance, our strength, our our help, our support in our governance. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, you, you bring that about the Christians as well have fallen susceptible, fallen prey to that. And uh, that's something that you wouldn't expect uh, or, you know, obviously is counter to the church. Do you have any sense of where you think that that break has come from and what the church can do? Or if you're not a church leader, what you as an individual can do to try to obviously your own heart you gotta uh bend the knee but uh, to help others uh facilitate that as well yeah i think you said it right there in your own heart we've got to bend the knee we certainly can't help someone go to a place we haven't gone ourselves mm-hmm. and and if our hearts are wrestling with that and I, I think be honest about it um we we need to be willing to say that and, and i'm saying that right now even to this day in certain aspects of what i see um in elections and and just the uncertainty of them right now, I feel that. Like, I stress with that. I have some angst with that. And, um, you know, I, at the and have been searching my own heart to say, okay, what is this saying about where my attachments are? Um, mm. and, and that's not that's not an all or none necessarily because I trust in God and him alone. And, and I see that and I experience that in most ways. However, there are some ways that if I'm honest, they're causing the anxieties that I'm feeling about the election and about other aspects mm. of of, uh, of our world nationally. Are you open to sharing any of those ways real quick? It, like one in particular, just like oh, something that... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really anxious about... Uh, you know where we're going to go and where it seems like we're going in terms of a socialist perspective mm. and the realities uh, at least historically again you know this better than i do um socialism has been not just a failure in my perspective um but it's been a heinous failure oh yeah there's a loss of mi- much life yeah and, and historically the the historical record will bear out what you're saying although you know we don't tend to want to accept that sometimes as a people um we'll be right back with more after the break you're listening to swat radio stay tuned we'll be back with anthony johnson 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky Chased out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock Of confusion and chaos All those people Going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Step out on a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet Does her best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie that is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, uh, I'm Taylor Johnson, and I'm joined in the studio with Anthony Johnson, my father. We have talked a little bit kind of just about um, what's been going on in the news uh, a little bit, as kind of we do uh, regularly when me and Doug are in the studio Uh so if you missed that and you would like to go back and listen, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com, and you can listen to uh, the replay, or you can go and listen to the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And my dad, Anthony, is a counselor, so i got to plug him. Uh, he is uh, his, his counseling practice is called Acacia Counseling, and you can go to his website to learn more. That's www dot acacia growth counseling dot com again that's www dot acacia a c a c i a growth counseling dot com well anyway we right before the break we were talking a little bit like i said about what's been going on in the country and i was just wondering kind of you as far as me growing up 
you've been pretty, I don't want to say notorious, but you're, you've been willing to follow the call of God wherever it leads. And because of that, you've been about the future. You've always been, well, I don't know. We'll see where God leads. And you kind of been, uh, not that you don't have plans and dreams and thoughts of the future, but always been couched in saying, you know, kind of dependent on God and also been, well, I'm not really going to share too much about that because I don't know uh, what where God's leading. I'm just wondering if uh, you felt God leading you any particular way uh, in the future, just kind of with what's been going on in the world this past year, um, if you've felt any insights. I know you've got desires um, that we're probably going to talk about here in a little bit, but if you've, you've been feeling any sort of, you know, moving, prompting of the spirit. Hmm. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I wasn't certain where that, word notorious was going there like uh oh <laughs> he's gonna let all the secrets out of the bag um yeah i have and and there's there yeah and i'm and as you kind of uh noted i i'm kind of a here and now person um you know i i do plan um uh, you know mom would say yeah you don't you don't plan but i i do plan but for the most part i i really live in the present and i think that's a good way to say it um and so um so things kind of hit me you know kind of when they hit me mm. if you will and so um so there have been a lot of uh things that god has been doing uh with me during um you know the last number of years that um it's fun to look back on but but right now as i look forward um yeah there's there's some there's some uncertainties that i feel and um some of that is mixed with some fear um mm. because of um i i think it's just because of the way i've approached this one word that has jumped out at me at me and that's suffering mm. um i really um sense god preparing me speak for myself um preparing me to be willing to suffer mm. and um you know i've never really looked at suffering in the epistles in particular in the life of christ as you know this wonderful aspect of growth mm-hmm. and this opportunity in fact that we have and and sometimes it uh it it, it has alarmed me to look in the epistles and hear Paul and and hear Peter and John like rejoicing because they're going through suffering because they were counted worthy. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I, it's only recently I've been begun to really look at that and say, wow, you know, wow. That that's the, I mean, Paul talks about it in, in uh, Philippians three, that there's this, there's this uh, amazing aspect of the victory in the resurrection but then there's also this fellowship of suffering Mm. and together both of those are part of what it means to become like christ and um so eh, not to say too much but that that's um that's one of the things i I hear god kind of asking me uh will you go with me will you fill up what is still lacking in regard to my sufferings Mm. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Uh, I think, well, first for us as men, uh, suffering and growth, like that's something that's, uh, you know, I, not quite talking about, you know, the, the, the persecution aspect, but just in general, 
the that that is something that we need um and you know i guess maybe you could say persecutions needed uh in in the faith i i guess to purify the fire but uh doug actually uh was going over hebrews uh the end of hebrews chapter 12 and was talking about discipline and then applying that the discipline can also be used as growth and that's kind of what you're talking about it's like the suffering uh can be beneficial in growth and if you look at like you say the the disciples like you you i don't think that they're well, I, don't, I don't know i can't speak but I, I you would wonder you know their faith how much more strengthened it was because of the suffering that they endured you know and i think that as a church here in america <laughs> we don't know jack you know we don't know jack squat about that at this point but you know i i have a feeling that that's going to be coming uh in my lifetime uh for us but uh kind of you know i think echoing kind of a little bit of what you're uh, talking about there yeah yeah for sure that and that's um again it's it's uh it's not something you know i'm obviously older than you i'm 53 and i don't remember a whole lot of emphasis placed on that from the pulpit and from uh, my experience in in church in terms of what has been taught yeah. um the general standpoint that know suffering is um it's acknowledged in terms of that's what jesus went through but it's more from the standpoint and this isn't invalid more from the standpoint at least how i've taken it that uh, wow man i appreciate him taking that for me mm-hmm. but not from the standpoint of hey i gotta share yeah I gotta, there's that fellowship again that paul that i need i need to and and benefited if i share in his sufferings that's a whole kind of, again maybe i just was checking out of uh of that but that's a whole aspect that uh again uh, i'm not familiar with and i'm diving into and um it seems like as a whole uh the church in our country uh kind of resists that yeah I, I would agree i don't think that that was something that i really got much of uh you know coming up in the church uh, that you know the 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 suffering aspect of the faith, um, but that being said, how now you know we're, we're not experiencing persecution yet? How can we prepare ourselves? That do you think to uh, be able to partake in that fellowship and not fade away when the time comes? Well, I don't say this just because I'm a counselor and God has called me <laughs> to 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 you know walk with Him and um, be you know kind of flesh and blood. The counseling, but um, but I, I think I know for me it's the continue to dive into the character issues that I have mm. um, because the the willingness to I, I think the willingness to go with Christ in that regard has to do with um, with our love and our devotion, our dependence upon Him, and if we're to the degree that we're not, you know, devoted and loving Christ in that way, will be the degree that. Uh, you know, I'm going to 86 the suffering. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, find mm-hmm. a way out of that. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I think looking inside and, and maybe having help to look inside and to identify some things and work on them is, um, you know, is, is a great way to start. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think definitely mentally and, and spiritually you have to be resolute. You know, like uh, Christ said, he set his face um, towards Jerusalem, echoing uh, Isaiah, right, where he set set his face like flint, which I always love that image, you know, because that's like, 
you know, resolution and kind of you get like, man, that's manly right there, you know. Um, but I kind of have been toying, or thinking about the idea of um, putting myself through hardship in different ways. And, you know, you kind of say something like that, you start to get a little look, thought of like the medieval uh, monks who used to beat themselves. And I'm not, I'm not talking about that, but, you know, just going through uh, some hardship and getting a proper perspective of, you know, where you stand in the world. And uh, so, you know, you can do that by working out or, you know, doing something that you don't really want to do or going out camping, which I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. And, you know, just living out in the in the cut for a few days, you know, and that's that's struggle um, that can deepen your relationship with Christ if you let it, you know, if you go about that intentionally. And so I didn't know if maybe that was on your radar at all. If those are any of your thoughts about any actions to to be to be taking any steps like that, or or if I'm just kind of off in the weeds. No, no, I don't think so at all. I think uh, you're right on point, and I think uh, it's going to depend on a person's life and kind of where they're at, um, mm-hmm. because there there are many ways that we can uh, allow ourselves to be challenged and relatively deal with discomfort or. Uh, suffering and so on and in fact James you know talks about the aspects of endurance and so we can apply those in many different ways um, but there obviously there's the, the extreme side of yeah. those trials that is persecution and that is um, very painful not only physically but mentally and emotionally and um, so whereas we're we're not talking about you know, some type of masochistic approach and going to, you know, like you say, beat yourself over the head. We are saying, um, you know, let's avail ourselves to be willing to, if God says, to suffer, to endure and find those contexts. Yeah, I want to pick that up uh, when we get back because I have a few questions for you regarding that. Um, So stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the news.
just joining us. I am Taylor Johnson, and I am in uh, the studio today with my dad, Anthony Johnson. Uh, Doug is out uh, today, and he'll be out next week as well. Um, But we have been talking a little bit right before the break. We were talking uh, about suffering, and, uh, you know, uh, Anthony been talking about feeling like uh, God's been, you know, preparing, telling him to prepare uh, to suffer, and, and part of the talk about that is preparing mentally. And then we talked that segued a little bit into, you know, physical preparations, actions to take. You know, I, I think of uh, your your years as an NFL athlete and the, the, the discipline of the body that that took. And, you know, that's a type of physical stuff. I mean, it's not fun to work out. It's not fun to do that stuff. But it, it does prepare you to and uh, how to have mental toughness. Um, and so that how that's an aspect. But, you know, to suffer and to prepare yourself for discipline or for um to be resolute that's something that happens over time and uh i know that recently you went through a uh some training some survivalist training which i think could be thought of as a type of uh growth preparation i know it's learning uh just wanted to ask you a little bit about that and then you know i think and you know what made you decide to do that uh now because i know you've always been interested like the outdoors and that goes back to you and your dad before he died, you know, being able to go out and go camping and stuff like that. Um, so I was just wondering, I know that played into it, but why, why now and kind of what you learned out there while you were doing it? Yeah. Yeah. That, so, um, it's really just been kind of, uh, a cry in my heart mm-hmm. that I have, um, uh, either not paid attention to or, you know, just kind of, well, I, I need to put it on the back burner because there's other things more important that, you know, finally just want to, hey, let, let me go out and spend some time outside, uh, learn to be proficient at least in some way to, you know, to exist outside. Uh, and so there's so many different aspects that were part of that call, one just enjoying God's creation and, and uh, the... <laughs> I mean, God is so amazing. I got back from that weekend, uh, this is a month or so ago, and and just enthralled in deeper ways with how God created and what He mm-hmm. did, and and that uh, you know originally Adam and Eve, we 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 were you know right in sync. We were we yeah. fit there, you know, and so um, so a lot of that is like, boy, I love to kind of get back to that. Uh, another aspect of it that kind of drew me there was actually my counseling. There's um, wilderness therapy that uh, people are qualified to give. And um, you know, you're familiar with John Eldridge. He, yeah. he does, did a lot of that and still does to my knowledge. But um, so there's, there's a lot of that. I, I kind of would, would love to get certified to some degree to be able to um, help people in that context. Uh, um um, so, so that's another part of it. Then there's another part of it that was like, you know what? If 
uh, you know, the world falls apart, yeah. so to speak, um, man, maybe I can survive out there, you know, or figure out a way to help my family survive out there. And so, um, so, so, so many different ways uh, that I was kind of drawn to that um, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so uh, a few questions that I wanted to ask kind of as follow-ups to that. Um, one, how do you, you know, because you go to a training, right, and then it's like, oh, well, you kind of get back in the real world. So what have you done to, like, keep that stuff fresh? Um, I know some of it is uh, I had some of your uh, pine needle uh, tea. Mm-hmm. Not actually that bad. My, it was not bad. Uh, but w- it, what else are you doing to kind of just keep that in your mind and yeah, well, um, actually, I can't wait till uh, Sayla gets a little older because <laughs> she'll be part of this as well. But um, but but getting the grand grandkids out. Uh, in fact, we uh, last night uh, just had uh, Kylie's four of Kylie Kylie's four. My my oldest daughter has five uh, granddaughter all all daughters. You got um, six granddaughters. Yeah, how about that, bro? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, that, that just means we're going to have uh, six straight boys after that. Yeah, right. right. Balance aside. <laughs> um, so, so we got out and, uh, and did some camping. And, and so just a simple aspect, well, quote, simple aspects in terms of uh, some of that training was right. um, what you do with fire, what you do with shelter, what you do with water. And so, so it's been fun. Uh, for me, it's been kind of rehearsing and, and practicing what was learned and then kind of teaching to the girls as well. And, and they they're embracing they pick things up so quick and so so it's it's been really fun but it's also been you know hopefully uh keeping me sharp so. yeah and you know they say teaching is the best way to learn right is yeah. to teach stuff but um you know that that brings me two questions one is uh you know being a grandfather now right like i i would imagine like me i'm a dad and i'm like oh my gosh it's only been a few weeks for me but it's like i can't believe i'm actually a dad so i would imagine that next step of being a grandfather has got to be, you know, like, oh, my goodness. And I know it's been eight years now uh, for you, but that aspect of teaching the generation not even behind you, but the one even behind that, right, is do you feel like that's like a call of a grandfather to really be involved a lot more, I think, than we we are uh, or think grandfathers seem to be uh, in society at large? Yeah, uh, great, great point. It's because it's it seems like again, I can't speak for everyone, but it sure does seem like that there's a huge disconnect, uh, generation to generation, but especially between, um, you know, grandparents and their grandchildren, um, and, and it seems like because uh, there's it's just too quick. It seems like our culture to set aside the old folks, mm-hmm. if you will, and kind of treat them as if they're old and used up and. And that's uh, anything. Uh, is, that's anything. That's way further from the truth. And and so now, as a grandpa, um, you know, it, it's been. I'm trying to to. Uh, I'm trying to get an idea uh, to remember um, how to compare them because when when I first saw you, I was like terrified. <laughs> I really was because I was like, oh my gosh, he is awesome but I'm responsible now. Yeah. Like I've got, dude, I, you know, yeah. so there's just this like, Oh no, yeah. <laughs> you're smiling. Like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I do. Yeah. And, but, but, it, but different as, as we went to, to see Sela, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, just like when we went to see Wesley, our oldest, 
it was like, oh, man, like, like I could just embrace the time. I could just be there in the time and soak it in. And uh, I hate the, that, that I didn't have that as much with you, um, but I'm so thankful that I have that with the grandkids. Yeah, that's so funny to me that when I was born, you were 21, you know, like that's I'm 31 now. So that's so young. So I can only imagine how much more. So for you, that was like, oh, man, what's you know, what am I going to do? Um, especially, you know, you're still in college. So like that's yeah. whoa. But then you're talking about, you know, being able to appreciate the grandkids and just watching them grow and watching their minds work. Um, and I kind of want to tie that back to uh, you said that they pick up stuff so quick, like when you're teaching them. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the survivalist outdoor stuff. And that just, that, I guess it's a weird segue, but that into how we've lost knowledge and not really talking to our uh, grandparents, but there's so much to know just about the the area that you're in and how much the, the, the plants, like you, you're talking about being uh, more appreciative of God and his creation, like, because the nature is a lot crazier than us who live in suburbia or in the city really realize. And so I'm wondering if that has been cool to like, that's that I'm guessing that's what you learned in that week. And then to be able to impart that to the grandkids has to be a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. It's a, it's a very cool feeling. I mean, first of all, to realize uh, the incredible resource that, the creation is the trees and the plants and animals and so on. And just, I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling. Um, it really is. Um, and, and I think compelling, but, uh, sometimes can feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and so being able to share that really with the grandkids and, um, and, and with you guys, the kids to the, whatever degree I can, um, really keeps the enjoyment of it um doesn't doesn't let it be overwhelming it's just mm-hmm. man i can really just enjoy and and you know again the girls they're they're soaking it in yeah and i i, uh, I was with you what a couple of weeks ago when you had your first was that your first uh time showing them kind of the, mm-hmm. some of the outdoor stuff and yeah they they picked it up real quick and you know just how to start a fire i think the youngest one who was out there was like four yeah. or five yeah. and she figured it out like yeah, so so last night was, um, so as you know, we, we have Mima camp. Mm-hmm. Mima, obviously, is mom, um, and that's grandma. Uh, my aspect of when we camp is Saba camp. So we had Saba camp last night, and so one of the things they had to do for Saba camp is to show me their their uh, knots, that, mm-hmm. you know, taught them, and, and boom, you know, especially Wesley and Emmy, they got their bowline knots, their, you know, slip knot, end knot. I mean, they... They know how to do them. Huh. Yeah, so it's pretty, cre- pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I want to uh, ask you when we come back a little bit about that, but we ha- we're we uh, up against a break, so we'll have to stay tuned for that. Um, so stick with us. We'll be back with more after the break. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker if you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves wanting. We've all run to things we know just ain't right And there's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker If you need freedom That is Zach Williams with Chainbreaker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, uh, Doug is out today, and I am Taylor Johnson, and I'm joined by Anthony Johnson, uh, my dad, and uh, just before the break, well, I guess I should plug who he is. He uh, is a former NFL football player, played for 11 years with multiple teams. Uh, he was then a chaplain for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he is currently a counselor. Uh, he has his own counseling practice and that is Acacia Counseling. And if you would like to learn more, you can go to www.acaciagrowthcounseling.com. That's www.acaciagrowthcounseling.com. And, you know, just before the break, you were talking a little bit about um, how quickly uh, the girls, your granddaughters, were picking up uh, just knots you were teaching them and things like that. And, you know, I'm wondering, do you feel like we have infantilized children um i know they are infants right but uh in in young adults too much because you know i i think um you know talking to my grandfather he told me he went to work at four years old and you know i'm not saying we should be (laughs) working our kids or anything like that but that he had he has a sense of you know strength and purpose i think that came from that and knowing really how to work um and then my brother, Gabe, he sent a, a video of a three-year-old chimney sweep uh, from, like, you know, the 1920s. 
and just how different the world was. And I don't think that, you know, I think it's good to let kids be kids. But do you think that we've kind of done, you know, sheltered too much, the children? Yeah, it's a fascinating thing to kind of think about um, because, um, you know, you do got to be sensitive to um, where kids are and, and particularly at times when there's been abuse. Um, mm, yeah. And, and that obviously still goes on. And and so um, erroring, 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 yeah, on the side of, um, you know, safety and concern and care for kids is huge. Um, so within appropriate uh, context and bounds, um, yeah, I would say there could be an argument for that, um, that sometimes um, our knee jerks go way over in terms of our fears and projecting those fears on our kids. And, uh, for instance, um, well, I don't know if I should say this or not, but we have a rope swing at, at our house in the back. And, um, as you know, you were the first one to climb the rope all the way to the top. Now this is good, you know, 25 feet. Um, not something I have done. So, um, but Taylor got up there, uh, not too long ago, one of my granddaughters, uh, got up there, uh, unbeknownst to me. And she said she touched it and got back down and so on and so forth. Well, I would, I, would, I said, Oh honey, you know, don't ever do that again. Right. Um, and yet, at the same time, I had to celebrate to some degree, man, you did that. That is amazing. And so, yeah, sometimes I think, um, you know, because of our fears, we can limit them. Um, again, not necessarily intentionally. We're not trying to do that. We don't think we're doing that. But sometimes our overprotectiveness can, can have that effect. Yeah, I would, I would imagine it would be really difficult, you know, being a new parent myself. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen any the original play sets. Uh, like back in the 1800s and stuff, man, they're like, you know, 15 feet tall and they're like metal and look like, you know, kid die on it real easy. But, you know, the kids played on that. And then I think about me growing up, I was allowed to, you know, go down the street, ride my bike and stuff like that and go to the the parks that we had, although we were in a, a gated uh, area. So it wasn't a big deal. And you growing up, you were allowed to go with your older brother um, and your younger sister around downtown Indianapolis. And so I think, like, oh, man. You know, I want my daughter to know how to go, you know, play on the swings by herself, do these things. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, that world out there is not, you know, it's it's a dangerous place. And that's got to be a difficult balance to articulate. And I, do you have any, from a counselor's perspective, any idea or any way, any tips on how to, to do that? Yeah, not not. Uh, specifically, um, other than, um, you know, to continue to, again, work on that internal piece that uh, allows you to deal with uh, your own, be honest with first, and then begin to deal with your own personal anxieties. Because, um, again, that that aspect of projection um, is pretty powerful, and it's subconscious that we, our fears, we project on others. Um in, in a way that can can debilitate in some sense and and so so working on those those internal pieces um, I think is is again the, the part of the first step so but then but then also um, you know being intentional about being in community and, mm-hmm. and learning to um, appropriately uh, depend upon others and share your life with others you know that's the second really kind of the second piece of um, 
I think how to move forward and to, to your question before um, get to the point where your character can move into and through suffering in a way that glorifies God. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you bring that up about community and I think that's something that's important, especially uh, I feel, I feel personally like there's a loss of community in the church and I, I would imagine a lot of men um, feel that way. Um, so I guess a way I would imagine to get back to that would be like discipleship, right? And really getting into each other's lives one-on-one. And is there anybody who really came into your life, um, maybe multiple people who had, had been a real good example of what discipleship should look like? Oh, yeah, there there really is. And, um, you know, this is kind of on a continuum of uh, what a disciple maker looks like. Um, but there were coaches that I had. Um, now again, they're, it's on a continuum, so they weren't necessarily Christians, but the way that they impacted me and um, and built into me, you know, had a great impact on us, particularly, um, you know, having lost my dad when I was very young. Um, you know, that was huge. And then, then later on, uh, particularly at Chaplin, when I played uh, with the Panthers, um, Mike Bunkley, who, you know, really poured into my life, um, specifically with, you know, the Word of God mm. and, and um, so, so he's a huge and great friend to this day, but a huge aspect of that. Um, and and so that that whole process of disciple making uh, obviously is a mandate given to the church, uh, according to Matthew 28. Um, and we embrace that if we're sincere about following Christ. But um, it was also pictured in the nation of Israel um, back in the day that they were to teach their children these things, you know, not just by rote, but also by the way they lived and even the things that they put on like the doorposts of Mm -hmm. their house, you know, their life was to reflect to their children, the truths of God and their, and that individuals of parents dependent upon, dependence upon God. And, um, and so we've really, we've really strayed from that. It seems like in a lot of ways, and yet there are, there are a number of churches who are who are doing that. I mean, they're implementing that. Um, but to your point, it's, it seems to be a challenge, and maybe specifically for men, um, um, to to find their place in that and to embrace their place in that. So, yeah. Um, what what does discipleship look like when you're 50? You know, when you're you're at your age, like what, what does that look like? It, um, to yeah, yeah. does it look more like a, a partnership side by side, or is there still older men? Um, you know, that are discipling you and... Yeah, both. Absolutely both. Um, what I'd say it looks like most um, is, um, is is a capacity within myself to, to, um, to be more comfortable with sharing the real me. Mm. If I could say it like that. Um, um, to, to, ha- to have times and spaces, not with everybody, but with certain people um, where you know, the veil comes down in my life. Like, this is what I'm really afraid of. This is what I'm scared of. This is what I really failed at. Um, and, and having space with someone, sometimes it's, it's someone older, um, but sometimes it's a peer, um, or, and sometimes it's just somebody. But having space with somebody so that I can share where I'm at, mm-hmm. even though it's not where I want to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, this is where I'm at. That is... I believe the beginning of discipleship and it's the difference between um, kind of the cognitive approach to, Hey, you're, you're a disciple maker. Mm. You're my tutor, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
um, and this this uh, this transformational aspect of the Word of God because it comes through incarnation. It comes mm. through Christ inside of us, through the Spirit, but also through uh, allowing ourselves to engage with others with the Spirit who touch our lives. And so um, so it's, it's, a, it's a deeper, richer experience of discipleship. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's got to be probably one you don't see it as often as because it's, it's more difficult to do, right? It's more difficult to open yourself up, not only you as a disciple or a disciplee or, you know, whatever, however you say that, uh, you know, not only, but as either one of those as difficult, but then to find somebody who's willing to open up themselves that way too. Um, for whatever reason, I, maybe it's, you know, cell phones and the individualistic nature of how we consume media and stuff like that nowadays. But that seems like it's really difficult for people to find. Um, but from, you know, everything that I've experienced and read, that is, the most one of some of the most integral things to growth to development you know? yeah it's a, it's essential you i don't i don't believe there is such a thing as uh real particularly um christian growth without that mm-hmm. um again because you know god looks at the heart he yeah. doesn't look at the outward and so we have to be transformed he's he's intending this whole process of sanctification is his intent to give us a new heart Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have left. Um, If you would like to learn more about Anthony Johnson's uh, counseling ministry, it's Acacia Counseling, you can visit www.acaciagrowthcounseling.com. That's www.acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, growthcounseling.com. You have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a nice weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 